Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Around the NFL podcast. Nice rack, Dan. Welcome to another edition of Around the NFL. My name is Dan Hansis, and uh, I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. How are we? Pretty rare that a uh, money drop take takes you aback, and, uh, and after after ten years, it takes a lot. I haven't seen that expression on Dan's face. Where what, he what's just the looks origin stunned. story of that? Did why, money why say would... nice rack? Yeah, there's there's often inside jokes that I don't remember that came up, and I guess it's from. <laughs> um, I feel like if that was directed at someone else, that would be the end of the podcast. But we're okay. I don't know what it means. It felt maybe an insult. You know, got to get into, you know, training camp's going to start for everybody, you know. Going to have to hit that Peloton. You're going to have to really start to <laughs> zone in for week one. Maybe work on the rack. Mark, Mark's zoned in right now. Dan, I didn't take it as a bod comment about you. I think, I'm not sure what it was referring to. It was murky and confusing. Well, let's just let it pass then. And we'll dig in and maybe fire Graver after the show. I don't have the power to remove Graver from the commissioner chair. Excuse me, the uh, producer chair. <laughs> I would get a three-fourths vote, though. We could we could do that. <laughs> it's another Don't addition. give Mark any ideas. Mark's like, finally, I outnumber. We outnumber them now. <laughs> Welcome to the Thursday edition. Uh, I am still in Texas. Um, the boys are still in California. Greg is heading to Mother Japan in days now, and what what a moment it's going to be uh, when we do our first. I mean, how many miles will separate? Well, how far is California, Southern California, from Japan? I mean, we're talking an ocean, right? Um, n- you know, not not pretty much equal to Tokyo to London, which it, we we do as a trip. It's about fifty five hundred miles, according Sounds to annoying. Google. <laughs> like one of my bigger problems with traveling is just like getting on a plane and sitting on a plane for nine yeah. hours. 
that, that's know. fair, but I am taking this, actually both flights, um, by myself. So, could be worse. Could be worse. Uh, How did they, you pull we that are, off? We are traveling separately. They're going a day and a half in front of me. There were visa complications uh, that delayed me having to get a ticket, but but I'm going. Oh, just wait until the flight delays. I got stranded in Mexico a couple months ago. I ended up a, a day late to Texas. It's really fun uh, what's going on in the airline industry. Hey, the, uh, the, the day yesterday for me was fun. I went to Putters and Gutters, great place in um, Marble Falls, Texas. Uh, I, I shout that out. Went to a great cheeseburger place. What was the name of it? If you're in Central Texas, I have the place for you to go in Lampasas. I wish I remembered it. I'll get back to you on that. Uh, Mark, what's going on for you in, uh, in your neck of the woods? Well, one question. Are you getting recognized um, you know, at the golf course, um, in eateries, on the street? Are people kind of you know, flagging you down just to say thank you for the content, for the work that you've done? I don't think that's going to really happen in this part of the country. Now, that's not to say there's not NFL fans around here or fans of our podcast, but this very much is um, college football heaven. Um, I'm wearing a, a Baylor hat right now because my father-in-law is a big-time Sikkim Bears guy, and we're going to talk about a little more Texas football a little later in the news that has Justin Graver, the Texas native and a UT graduate all pumped up. But yeah, this feels like if we did like a around the CFB podcast, I feel like there would be a pretty good chance around the NFL. Mm, a little more hit and miss just to give you the answer. There. Full answer. Fair. And a little bookkeeping on Monday's show. I challenged the shadowy league figures um, and said, if you listen to the show, hit me up on work email and you don't even have to put anything in the body, just the subject. I'm listening. Right. Uh, one third floor executive did email me. I'm listening. Wow. One male or female is a male. I won't say who it was beyond that. Uh, but then also had a, a quick note that they really enjoyed uh, the NFL media summit podcast last week and to keep up the good work. So it was a positive email, but, uh, I don't know, maybe Roger or others were tied up in other things, so they didn't they didn't get a chance to email me, but I gotta say though, that that hits the over. I mean my I set the over under at half. So uh I th- <laughs> think if you went Did for you it, I missed that. I would have set it at no. one and a half after okay, that. But, okay. But it's you know, we got one though. All right. So yes, we're gonna do it on today's show, we're gonna share some inner monologues. We're gonna bring that back. We did it last summer, it was fun. And guess what? It's June twenty third. This is it. This is ground zero for the quiet period of the NFL calendar. Um, so we're just going to have some fun and, and let you know what's going on. The the things that certain NFL figures are thinking that are taking up hard drive in their mind right now that they would never share, certainly not with the media, Yahoo's like us, but also even maybe with their own loved ones. With their own team? Yeah, with, Never with, right. with, with their no own team. Mm. The deepest internal monologues and thoughts that are often secret, that you know, it's you don't you don't want to be completely uh, vulnerable and release it out there, but exactly. we're going to do that today. I think everyone to a certain extent, um, some more than others, certainly, there's a level of self-doubt and a level of reflection that goes on that you would keep to yourself. Well, we're opening, we're cracking that open. This is one source that we're exposing. It's these certain figures that are coming up. Uh, today and we're going to let you know how they feel but before that let's do some news one more i got 69 touchdowns if you know what i mean 
It's a little like a little cackle laugh at the end. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, who of course um, sent out the Instagram message on Monday announcing he was not coming back and had once again gone into retirement. It should be noted that Adam Schefter um, was contacted by his agent who texted Schefter and probably others. It would not surprise me if Tom Brady calls him, (laughs) him being Gronk, during the season to come back and Rob answers the call. This is just my opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rob comes back during the season or next season. (laughs) He's coming back. I mean, what is that? What is that? Rosenhaus, uh, who, who's Grog's agent, was clearly putting it out there like, hey, we're open for business, just uh, just not yet. And I thought it was interesting. Mike Florio, who who often um, you know ha- has stories and, and quotes from Rosenhaus and stuff, uh, noted that it might have just been a financial thing, that it's like if they weren't going to pay him what he wanted, he didn't want to play the whole season necessarily for Tampa. Uh, but maybe he'll play half the season. Yeah, and if you want to parse that even further the fact that Rosenhaus specifically cites you know if Tom calls it's (laughs) not necessarily Gronk searching for another team to come out of the woodwork and pay him it's just like you know the Bucks want to bring me back and they're in contention and and they need him Uh, I'll play you know but a couple things I guess have to fall I actually felt bad for a second after the show um, just thinking about it's like oh we didn't really provide context of like what these last couple of years meant for Gronk's career and what a legend it's like, but I'm no, glad we didn't because he'll be coming back. We have, to I thought we, know we absolutely totally nailed it and spent about two and a half minutes on it because this is exactly what we said would occur. <laughs> and, and by the way, if he does indeed stick to this retirement, it still is nothing to feel bad about Greg, because in five years when he's a first eligibility Canton guy, if we're still doing the show by then, we absolutely will have all those conversations. It'll be great. There'll be great conversations. There, uh, just we're just wait the half show. a decade. The bigger we're, problem we're is doing the Tom the show. Brady there's situation. No, there's no escape now. I feel like um, we're like blood brothers for life, Mark. This show will be going on in, for infinity. Why are you pointing that comment at, at, to, to me? At because me. it's a I threat toward make... you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Four Roger John. Goodell testified Wednesday before members of Congress. We're going to talk about this because, unfortunately, a part of doing this job, which is covering everything connected with this professional football league around the NFL, is all the distasteful things surrounding the Washington Commanders. And it's building and building and building. And now we're going to talk about the latest chapter. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell testified Wednesday before members of Congress at a hearing by the House Committee of Oversight and Reform about ongoing scrutiny uh, into the organization's workplace culture and accusations from women employees of pervasive sexual harassment by team executives connected to the commanders. So Goodell testified Wednesday, a congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib uh, from Michigan, after initially asking whether... He would recommend Snyder's removal as owner of the commanders. The congresswoman followed up by asking Goodell, will you remove him? Here's what Roger had to say. Will you remove him? I don't have the authority to remove him, congresswoman. And an NFL owner can be removed. And here's the background and why Goodell answered that way. An NFL owner can be removed only by a three-quarters vote, 24 out of 32 majority vote of fellow owners, although Goodell does have 
the ability in his position as commissioner to officially recommend such a vote. Daniel Snyder, the center of all this, the owner of the commanders, was invited to testify but declined, citing overseas business commitments and concerns about due process. Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney out of New York announced during the hearing that she plans to issue a subpoena to compel Snyder to testify. It ain't going away. It it was uh, disappointing to, to watch this, to um, to watch Roger, Roger Goodell try to answer for Dan Snyder, which is like that's what the commissioner on, on paper makes his money for, is being up there and, and trying to protect uh, Snyder. But at what point does that grow so tiresome that Roger Goodell does recommend to start this process because he could uh, if he re- if he really wanted to he could he could recommend to start the process and at least force uh, some sort of vote it doesn't seem like that's going to happen if only because if it was going to happen um, you would have thought it, it would have already and they kept pointing to that they've they've changed their uh, organization Ron Rivera came in Jason Wright their new president came in um, Dan Snyder is no longer the day-to-day um, operating owner but there's a lot of quotes from Ron Rivera and other people that indicate Dan Snyder is still very involved in the day-to-day operations. And so that doesn't really match up. And some of the allegations are new. And I think that's probably their biggest problem is that the new NFL investigation into him after the one that that they never released uh, the report for uh, came from allegations that came from these congressional hearings a year ago. And there's allegations from the Washington Post that, that Dan Snyder essentially like sent goons to intimidate these witnesses and and find things out. And that was in the last year. So that's not just um, old news. Washington Post also um, you know, had a report with details about a previously known sexual assault that Dan Snyder was accused of, that, that there was a, a payment of back in 2009. So it's all just disappointing just as someone that's... I feel like we've been... Ever since we've worked for the NFL, there's been extremely disappointing negative stories about this one particular franchise and and that and there's one commonality that that's been there the whole time is still there. right it's hard to find an owner that has more consistently gone against what you would want an nfl owner to do i mean there's some startling other cases out there as well but snyder going on decades um this has been the culture and i mean the idea that he would survive this after we find out along the way during this investigation, that he was using private investigators, offering hush money to witnesses, uh, doing shadow investigations to intimidate people inside his own building. Uh, To me, I I don't know what the other owners, the other 31 owners, um, where they are mentally if they want to protect him and keep him around. Because if you're Daniel Snyder, the one thing you don't want to do is testify at all. I mean, I totally get from his angle why he is staying away as long as possible, because nothing good can come from that. And I thought that Goodell, you know, his role is to protect the owners to some degree. But he spent two hours having to be very slick um, and very slippery around certain answers. I mean, they a- offered a bunch of strange questions, too. It wasn't all just on this investigation because they have two hours to do what they want with it. But if you're Goodell, this is the last thing you want to be happening in the middle of June uh, when fo- this football season is about to start and this thing can explode. I think this I, this, this doesn't end with Daniel Snyder out of the mix. Um, I don't think there's a lot of hope for any of these owners to be corrected in the way they behave. 
Uh, in a statement, a spokesperson for Snyder characterized the report and the hearing itself as a politically charged show trial and said Congress should not be investigating an issue a football team addressed years ago. That is the the whole angle. And even the one that comes from the league now with after the investigation that the team held of the commander's football team and it led to the $10 million fine and the and Snyder being forced to step back that they say things have changed since then. But there are obviously a lot of people out here, including in the government here, that want more. They, that's not good enough. Just this idea. Oh, it's fixed now. They, they want accountability. What's happened for what's happened in the past. And when asked about the alleged, quote, shadow investigation that Snyder and the commanders uh, were involved with, Goodell said any action that would discourage people from coming forward would be inappropriate. So that's where we're at there. Good luck with that new stadium, by the way, like getting public funds for the new stadium. I think that is it's all connected there that that this is there. This is the local team that uh, Congress is a little more interested in maybe than than other teams. There's public money. There's the antitrust exemption that the NFL uh, gets and has benefited from so i don't think it's it it doesn't seem like it's ending that's why when the when the when the jack del rio comments came out one of the first right. piggyback responses by lawmakers was well that might have been the tipping point that takes us out of any interest for this new stadium in football news Let's get into it. Time for news and notes presented by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Jalen Ramsey underwent shoulder surgery on Tuesday. Hmm, that's interesting. June 21st, shoulder surgery. Football player. Okay, that's important to note. Uh, But he should be ready before the start of the season. Uh, Rappaport added that Ramsey played with tears in both of his shoulders during the 2021 season. He was on Instagram uh, the day the report from Rappaport uh, landed, and he was in a shoulder sling. So he's been with the Rams for two and a half years since that blockbuster trade from the Jaguars, and he's coming off, obviously, a Super Bowl championship. So that's a major, major piece of the puzzle Mm. in L.A., and they just have to hope the rehab goes off without a hitch. I, I am afraid of like saying the same things that we say at this time of year every year, but sometimes you just got to do it, uh, which is that like no one wants to have surgery in June. They were hoping to avoid it, that this is bad news, because if they knew that he had to get it, he would have had it much earlier and that there's no real accountability in terms of timelines with injury reporting in June. And just we we've learned over the years that. Many times when they say they're going to be ready for the season, they're, that's true. And many times when they say they're going to be ready for the season, it's not true. And there's really no way to know at this time of year. But it is, it is something I, that is disappointing. There's no way the Rams and Jalen Ramsey, especially considering how thin they are at cornerback, would, would have wanted to wait uh, this long. Yeah, the timing is super ill. The only thing I'd say that's positive, if, if, if he can get healthy enough, is that you're under the same system with Raheem Morris. He he play he's their sort of five position star guy that does everything for them. He knows what he's doing. It's not like missing time in meetings or right. you know th- that part of it is 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 certainly manageable, but yeah, it's sort of a mess. Uh in signings news. The Steelers have signed defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi to a one-year deal. Uh he finds a home. He had a 3-year $40 million deal. $40.5 million to be exact, with the Bears uh, that fizzled out after he failed a physical. Uh, but 
Now he lands on his feet. Uh, not the deal he was looking for in free agency, but he could reestablish, reestablish his value uh, playing with a Pittsburgh defense that has obviously some, obviously some big-time players uh, on it. Your thoughts on the move, Mark? Well, I think it's, I think it's a, a classic Steelers late summer signing, and they found a good guy here. It's, it, it, it could be more than depth because after Stefan Tewitt retired, he could play that role. Um, he brings pressure from the inside. I mean, at this point, if at some point he uh, lands with the Ravens, he will have been with all four AFC North teams. But he did good things with the Browns. He had seven, a career-high seven sacks last year with the Bengals. Um, speaking to that internal pressure, he's not sort of been hot and cold against the run. He wasn't good against the run last year. But when you add him to Cam Hayward, you know, you got Miles Jack in, in Pittsburgh as well. TJ Watt. I like this signing for the Steelers. I think it, it's when he goes there, I think it's going to work out. If he went somewhere else, not so sure. Right. He's, it, you, you said it perfectly with a classic Steelers signing. They find these cheap guys late in free agency. And Ogan Joby's been very up and down as a player. And that's why the Bengals chose B.J. Hill over him. They actually, you know, B.J. Hill ended up replacing him when Ogan Joby got hurt, played outstanding in their playoff run. They end up giving Hill the big contract. Uh, but Ogan Joby flashes and ma- has made a ton of big plays in his career. And I just feel like Mike Tomlin will get the best out of him. This now leaves uh, Dan 14 players still left on the top 101. That that has never been the case this deep uh, into the offseason. I'm just going to list them for you. Uh, just right. why not? Odell Beckham, Dwayne Brown, still out there, the tackle, 37 years old, but played pretty well last year. Trey Flowers, former Patriot Lion. J.C. Treader, not sure why he's still available. Will Fuller, Eric Fisher, Julio Jones, Anthony Barr, Justin Houston, Sheldon Richardson, Indomitian Sue, Kevin King, Donta Hightower, and Riley Reef. I mean, those are some guys who can play for you, some I good think, ball for the most part. Some good for ball the players part. there. <laughs> some good ball players. Go get them, including, I believe you mentioned Will Fuller. <laughs> yes. Still out there. <laughs> I know everybody's kicking the tires, looking to get better. Put that man with a good quarterback, he will make you better. You have Will a little bit Fuller. of a, a Will Fuller fetish, and it's been going on for years. He's he's bit. replaced Lamar Miller as like the random right. former Houston <laughs> Texan named Miller that you love. That's it. You guys cracked it. <laughs> oh wait, he's not named Miller. He's Fuller. Now my well, brain yeah. is just broken. It's close. It's, Urs. It's, it's late June. Urs from the Texans <laughs> tree is my fetish. Ah. All right. <laughs> All right. Got some sad news. Ravens outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson has died at the age of 26. I actually have two items of really sad news uh, around the Baltimore Ravens. So Jalen Ferguson passes away at the age of 26. The team announced Wednesday. Ravens coach John Harbaugh said that Jalen was a good-hearted, gentle person who loved his family and his team. He was a joy to talk with and be around every day. Baltimore police said officers responded to a home in the northern district of the city where they found Ferguson unresponsive and being treated by medics. He never regained consciousness and was pronounced dead on the scene by medics. Um, This is a man with three children, three very young children, a former third-round pick by the Ravens in 2009 who had been fully involved in all of the team's offensive uh, offseason practices this year. So he was in going in a great uh, direction in his career, so young with the family, and we lose Jalen Ferguson at the age of 26. Also, we lose Tony Saragusa, the goose, one of the more notable, well-known NFL figures uh, of uh, the early 2000s and late 90s, defensive tackle, 
uh, with a huge personality, died Wednesday at the age of 55. Cause of his death was not immediately available, but he was a key cog in the middle of the Ravens' defense in 2000, one of the best, if not the best defense ever, 12-year career uh, with the Colts and then Ravens. And I like this tweet from Jim Irsay. The goose squeezed 200 fun-loving years into 55. He was one of the most physically strongest players I've ever seen in 50 years. In Greece, they would ask one question at the end of one's life. This is only Jim Mersey would tweet this. Did he have passion? In Tony's case, yes, he did. So uh, we lose Saragusa and Jalen Ferguson in one day. Uh, very sad. Well, with Saragusa, I'll just say one thing about him. Um, you know, he was an on-air presence on Fox for years too, and I that that I wasn't always um, thrilled with what he did on that on that vehicle. But um, his teammates. To a man, uh, it absolutely loved this guy, and I think he was one of the better practical jokers um, of this century in the league because there were stories where, like on the first Hard Knocks, um, when you know Stur- Shannon Sharp was in that tight end room with the, with the rest of that crew, he locked them in um, their meeting room and put a table up against the door, and they couldn't find their way out. And like uh, it was just this, that was just sort of what do we do? All that. There's another time when a bunch of young players. Um, this is a weird story. They had made a giant pot of cocoa. Um, in, in the locker room <laughs> and Siragusa snuck in like a large amount of laxative. And so they went out to practice um, in the cold after this cocoa and one player after the next was running back into the facility to do, uh, to, you know, respond to what a laxative would do. Um, and the last thing I'll <laughs> mention is that he, when they went to the Super Bowl in that year 2000, they knocked out the Raiders in the playoffs and it was, it was his hit on Rich Gannon that tur- totally mm. turned Oakland upside down. And his quote, Siragusa said, I saw Rich's eyes roll back. He got every pound of my fat ass on him. <laughs> so I just found him to be one of the more enjoyable uh, characters of that era. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be one of the better undrafted uh, free agents of the 90s, period. You, you're an undrafted guy, and you end up starting in the league for 12 years, start 148 games, uh, win a ring uh with the ravens you you meant to be part of that broadcast team kenny moose and goose i just that that trio it's always like in my brain it was kenny albert moose and goose they were either the the number two team or the number three team and he sort of did this thing not many people have replaced it where he was on the sideline but he was part of the broadcast the whole time and just saying goofy stuff and and i'm with you on the hard knocks memories like i don't remember that much as a player ozzy newsom um brought up uh, that he's one of the best run stoppers in Ravens history. And and actually that sort of role has continued throughout uh, Ravens history under Ozzie Newsom. They're always sort of looking for the next Tony Saragusa, a big time run stopper in the middle. Now it's Brandon Williams. It's like Haloti Nada, different guys like that. Uh, but that hard knocks to me was maybe I'm not remembering well, but I just feel like that was the best one because they sort of didn't realize what it was. And it was big time players uh, being totally loose. They got away with a lot. They allowed everything. And if if you're a big enough dork that you would want to go back and watch a hard knocks, that would be like my number one recommendation because it's just like a different NFL. And Saragusa was was maybe the star of it. The number one person. Oh, he was. I, I mean, it was I think Brian Billick thought he was the star uh, because I, I'd never seen a man carry himself with more rational confidence uh, as the head coach of that team after the 2000 Super Bowl season. I just remember him laying in a hammock at one point with like a, a Bahama, you know, Panama Jack hat on, just like I am the king of the world. But Sargusa, that wasn't even his best HBO vehicle, Greggy. 
He also had a four-episode run on The Sopranos right late in that series where he played an enforcer named Frankie Cortez. So I you know, he had it all. Remember that That's he had all amazing. sorts of different angles, and he um, he also yeah the what did you call it the Moose Goose and Loose? What was it again? It was Kenny Moose and Goose. That oh, that Moose. team was a team for a while. I feel like we used to, or at least I used to have some fun at the expense of Goose with his role on the uh, on those telecasts. So, so we'd like cut to Goose, and then he'd be. The way I always remember it, he'd either like be behind the field goal post or like halfway up the tunnel, yeah. and they'd just throw it to Goose, and he'd say something Goose-esque, and then it would come back to the telecast. Um, <laughs> but yes, definitely a memorable uh, figure. I feel like Wes had strong opinions on Kenny Moose and Goose. If you went back to like our 2014, 13, it's like we have been we have been doing this a long time. <laughs> I mean, they were that that I, I understand they have a nice nickname, but they were critiqued at times. I mean, he he was part of it. He wasn't everyone's cup mm. of tea on air, but that you know, that's fine. And one more note on Jalen Ferguson: uh, great nickname in college, Sack Daddy. Awesome. Mm. He holds the FBS FBS record for career sacks with forty five. Wow, uh, yeah, that's he, crazy. I know. I mean that that you know that is. Potential, it's sad, and he was yeah. going to have, you know, when I, I did the projected starters, not that the football side of it is that important, but, you know, he he had an opportunity because of injuries and just how their roster is. He he was probably penciled into two start this year. They've been good at kind of developing that position, and this was his time uh, to step up and just uh, it's tragic. I think everyone there, uh, his teammates and everyone were just stunned. There was out of nowhere. All right, and finally in the news – Arch Manning, the next Manning. There was the father. Was he a Tulane? Was he a Tulane guy? The father? No, Archie. Archie. Archie was at Old Miss, and but then he with the Saints, the Saints, of you know, course. And great. That's Saints why player. they wound up in you know. In that Still one of the great Saints of all time. Um, there haven't been that many that have topped him. And then there was Peyton, one of the greatest to ever strap it up. Multiple MVPs, a couple Super Bowl wins. And then Eli, who had a couple Super Bowl wins of his own at Greg Rosenthal's expense directly. And one of the great G-men ever. <laughs> and now here comes Arch, son of Cooper. Cooper, who uh, is another brother from the Manning family that people thought had a chance to be an, uh, a truly great pro, but I believe it was a neck injury that kept Cooper from following his NFL dreams. But here is a son who is a blue, ch- absolute blue chip quarterback he ends up um committing to texas over other suitors that included georgia alabama lsu clemson and virginia now we are not your source for college football uh insight but justin graver is a native texan Uh, as i sit in texas right now like i said at the top of the show they love their college football and i could picture a young graver just rolling through co-eds and then just attending all those saturday games uh, he's doing the, the hook 'em horns thing or whatever that is. There it is. And then now you have this dude. Are you pumped up, Graver? Yeah, pretty pumped up. <laughs> I think Texas is finally back, right? We can say it with confidence. Every we got to win some season. games first, right? <laughs> and they're moving to the year. SEC. You would think. You would think with him if he if he lives up to his billing. I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, prospects, but he's been like the number one prospect uh, hype wise for years. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because his name is Manning, but he's like the clear number one quarterback on that level of like Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck type of guy. So a lot of pressure. If he works out. 
Engraver, you just, um, you know, when you went to school, I asked you before the show, you just missed the magical um, run of Colt McCoy at Texas, probably the last really relevant era for them in some respect. Will this pull you back? Will you be going, will you, do you think that you'll go back and watch games? And do you think that Manning has a chance to outshine Colt McCoy in this setting? I think he does because <laughs> his name is Manning, but he's got to be, he's got to win games like Greg said. So uh, I've been pretty like into Texas football. They have a really fun way of making you strong believers in September and then completely crumbling down the stretch. So every year is like a mm. So they're the Cowboys. Of, yeah, basically. a little bit. Texas I mean, they've fallen off the teams. map, but now you know they're they're entering the SEC. They're getting and, ready. Shout out to Isidore Newman, where Arch goes to school. A couple of my good friends from college went there. Uh, a football juggernaut, despite being some small like school, and they somehow get all the Mannings. I don't know how that works. That's I mean, a great point, Greg. Ding. <laughs> Dan, what is going on in the streets in Tech? You're in Texas. You're it's happening yeah. right around you. What's the the physical human response to this news that just broke hours ago? You're right there. There's nothing going on. I'm actually <laughs> fairly close to Austin. But again, Texas is very spread out. You know, it's very different than where the three of us currently live, which is a very highly concentrated region of the country. So I, I haven't mm. seen another human today. Putter, putters and All gutters right. is like where everyone is uh, yeah. hanging out. And that's it. There was like seven people at putters and gutters. Um and, and that's it. But anyway, good good luck to. Did the you see that picture, Manning. by the way, uh, of all the Mannings hanging out? Uh, I believe in New Orleans, but maybe maybe <laughs> not. Maybe they were in Texas, and they all had identical looking polos and wrinkled uh, shorts. And I showed that picture to my son to see if he recognized uh, mm -hmm. anyone in the picture, and he did recognize Peyton Manning and mentioned how much he dislikes Eli Manning as a Patriots fan. I don't oh, like, I like that, that guy, Eli. You know so there's it, a Manning... it cuts deep there, Dan. You know, there's a Manning nephew. Or you know, a son that wears Slayer shirt and has a mohawk and <laughs> you know ripped up jeans and a chain and smokes cigarettes that they just keep hidden. Yeah, probably like up in the attic somewhere, like chained to a chained to a bed. Like you know the the Kennedy story, the the poor Kennedy woman that they kind of kept out of view. Yeah, um, a the similar sister. situation. They put a they put a drill into her head, by the way. So. I know it's a very sad story. I was kind of dancing around that aspect of it, but more that she was kept out of the public eye for the balance of her life. Right, lobotomized, taken out of right. the, taken out of the rotation. Could this guy be lobotomized? I don't know. If he exists, I he might be in danger. Certainly, he'd be in danger of being forced to wear khaki shorts. Right. Well, it's similar to how Marks. Um, child that popped up a few years ago right remember the 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 missing child i mean i guess she's not missing anymore but we didn't my know about no her. it's my yeah. my daughter we've dan met her she's a very nice young woman what's her deal <laughs> she's 24 years old <laughs> lives in not too far from here per reports and that was news and notes presented by upwork the world's work marketplace learn more at upwork.com all right, let's take a break, and we'll get to some deep internal thoughts that would never be shared with the public from your favorite NFL stars. 
Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right, we're back. It's time. It's time to dig in. To let the people know what's really going on behind the eyes of some of the most notable NFL figures and I would say this, and I think this needs to be a bit of a, um, a promise, that we won't use anything that we broadcast today against these individuals because we are, in a sense, you could say it's an invasion of their privacy at a biblical level, what we're doing here. So that goes for everyone listening, uh, any shadowy league figures, uh, including that one gentleman on the third floor, and anyone else. I think that's fair. Ground rule set. I think that's that's just because we're wielding a certain amount of power here and it's going to take us and the listeners um, a lot of restraint to not even think about that. You know, when you hear something very disturbing about someone and every time you see them, that's all you can think about. We've got to refrain from that being the case with these NFL figures. Well, right. Plus 2022, like people are concerned about privacy data um, and we're getting literally inside their brains um Absolutely. that's some privacy data you normally want to protect and they can't 
All right, so let's let's get inside a brain. Greg, do you want to get us going today? Uh, sure. Um, let's get inside the mind of uh, Pete Carroll. People ask me all the time, like, how long is this going to take? Yeah, are you going to throw the ball forward? I, I don't know that. I don't really care about that. What, what do I do know is that things are going to go the right way. People want to say, oh, Gino or Drew. Eh, how about asking this question? Rashad or Ken? That's Rashad Penny or Ken Walker. He, here's what Gino can do. He can turn around, hold the ball to his left, and then one of those running backs can run to the left or to the right. It's up to them. They actually can also run to the middle. One of the things we've been thinking about, they can actually start running to the left and then they can change directions and then run to the right. There's all sorts of options. Uh, I'm just so jacked and pumped to get after it. I'm so happy Russell Wilson's gone. Oh wait, was that was that out loud? <laughs> was that what, allowed? Out loud, out loud. Out loud. <laughs> I like the Pete Carroll cadence. I thought you really got Pete Carroll down there to some degree. Right, I can almost you can almost hear the uh, the wintergreen gum chomping between the back molars. It's funny, yeah, that Pete, you know, still always positive, always completely confident that the most optimistic scenario plays out. That's just Pete Carroll. I mean, that he's not concerned. I think he, I think, I mean, now that we know, I mean, he didn't want to even let it out from his own internal thoughts there at the end, but he's just so excited. He's so excited to be turning the page from this domineering personality that was uh, running his, his franchise when he has so many different offensive options that he laid out that Drew Locke so and many. Gino uh, can uh, do very well. Well, it's funny, Greg, that you, um, were able to drill into the mind of Pete Carroll because I have drilled right into the mind of that quarterback that you mentioned. Oh, wow. Ooh. Geno Smith. Oh, my gosh. I thought you said that, Russell. This is it. This is my moment. My stage. And no one's going to take it from me. Last time I was in training camp with a starting job in my back pocket, some jabroni teammate broke my jaw because I skipped out on a high school football camp without notice and refused to reimburse the cost of airfare my teammate had fronted me in good faith. (laughs) What a jerk. That guy was totally and 100% in the wrong. But I'm always right. I'm Geno Smith. Coach Carroll traded for Drew Locke. That's funny as hell. Pete knows that dude can't hold my giant jock strap. Let's strap Drew in the Geno coaster this summer, then watch him plummet to a horrifying death. Yeah, that's right. I'm straight up murdering the competition this summer. <laughs> Baker Mayfield coming to town? Please. The only thing that dude could beat me in is commercial revenue and a lack of troubling DUI arrests. And that's only one nothing. Plenty of ball game there. Mental checklist time, baby. Win a starting job, check. Win MVP, check. (laughs) Win Super Bowl, check. Find proof, earth is flat, sideways check. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, this is gonna be a great year. <laughs> Still chasing Impressed. that flat Earth concept. I like that. He's he doesn't give up. Well, he I'm doesn't. Impressed because I w I would have thought I would have been the one who could get inside the mind, but you you really did it. Um, he backed off that flat Earth stuff publicly, but you know he thinks about it all the in, time. In, right, and you know, and Pete Carroll has some theories of his own, so the two of them kind of go hand in hand. Interesting. It's going to be an interesting season in Seattle, based on what we just heard. Well, I hope the murdering was metaphorical, you know, on the field. Um, because otherwise it'd be a little, tr it'd be troubling. It'd be troubling. <laughs> but again, we can't use any of this that's against true. him. No, yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. But if anybody wants to, you know, shoot Drew Locke a, a DM that might have ability to, maybe just a heads up. Watch your back. I don't think we're supposed to tell Drew Locke based on the ground rules. Yeah, of this. I think we like, need he's to keep this have inside to be surprised the by it. trust tree here. Oh, uh, that's true. All right, you're up, Mark. And All right, that um, was another edition of <laughs> Sipping on Vino, Checking on Gino. I assume you have someone from the Seattle Seahawks. I do not. I am oh. I'm taking us to Tampa where we're going to get inside the head of Bruce Arians. Sometimes it bugs me. Tom retires. Then Tom unretires. Then I retire, kind of. Let's be real, baby. I was bumped upstairs. Classic lever pull on the old guy. So now Tom and Leftwich huddle as a twosome to design the weekly game plan without me. Classy move by Lefty after I went to bat for him 10,000 times. Sometimes I tell myself, trust nobody. Bright side, I'm still making a fat paycheck. Still get to eat in the team cafeteria, which, by the way, has hugely improved since they replaced that last chef's super dull Jessica Yardley with this new guy, El Gucci. El Gucci has done incredible things to the menu. Wonderful pork tenderloin yesterday for lunch. Every morning, waffles dipped in butter and foreign syrups. There was a fish fry last Friday, which I was first in line for. El Gucci has his own way of crisping french fries and then serving them with multiple dipping sauces. Ranch, chipotle, sweet chili, honey barbecue, Dijon. The other day, Battleship Fournette came up to me in the cafeteria, and there I was, huddled over a massive second lunch. Two dense tri-tip sandwiches, a big bowl of spaghetti under meat sauce, <laughs> a green salad with honey-dipped croutons, and a massive tumbler of whiskey. What you been working on these days, Fournette asked me. Nothing, baby, I said. Nothing at all. Wow. That checks out. <laughs> feels um, feels on point. It feels like um, I have some concern level for Bruce's health, you know, because he's been, you see him puttering around in that golf cart when he was coaching last year. So I don't know if there's sure. like a lot of exercise. Um, and I definitely, it, it seems like Al Gucci Great food, but dangerous that he's he's eating almost too much. It's a problematic path, potentially. Yeah, it, Bruce, is he loves life, and he's not a guy that's always as careful as he needs to be. So hopefully he's mixing in some salads at the commissary. Um, I, I would love to see, honestly, so since the announcement came that he was moving upstairs, what was that, in February, 
January, February. If you gave him a piece of loose leaf paper and a pen and said, please, if you could, Bruce, list everything you've accomplished um, work-wise <laughs> since you've moved into this front office role. I would love to see it. And he can't bullshit. He needs to actually list tangible uh, work that he's done. He's probably made half a million dollars in salaries. Right. I don't know if happened. he has a boss, but I, I, I think it would be good if he doesn't. I mean, I feel like I, I am, you know, we're still working hard and I want to do the best job we can. But I have slight Arians tendencies here because our huddle has really gone up a notch since we moved into Inglewood. Several. And it's notches. free. So much like for Arians. Um, and I schedule my time at work around service. I actually had to run in yesterday uh, to just get the microphone to bring to Japan, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and I showed up specifically to get the end of breakfast and waited around for the right. beginning of lunch. Before that 11 a.m. cutoff. Right. At 10.30, so you had to get there before yeah. 10.30, hang out, do a couple, you know, talk around, and then get that lunch. And hey, sometimes then we'll tape a podcast, if it was a day we do that, come back for kind of lunch too, which is like a super little I snack. love lunch so, part two. Yeah. They've got pizza slices um, free all the time. There, there was a, initially when we moved into the building, they said, you know, it's going to be free for, I think, September, just so that people who, you know, the anxiety of returning to work, like, let's kind of grease the skids, give you some nice right. food. And the pricing, the cost never came. It just was remained free, which is sort of an anti-corporate move there. Typically, they're like taking water coolers away and stuff like that, not here. And during our contract negotiations and, you know, you, you have different options and you're weighing what you want to do next. Um, with the podcast and in our careers and you know we ultimately you know when I was asked you know what what made the difference and I say oh yeah you know great you know great people work here it's great you know the studio's great we've had such a great run here at NFL we think we could keep it up going forward but really if you wanted to get into my internal monologue it was like oh the free food at the much improved commissary (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it starts there and ends there it it was at least 20 percent of my thinking in terms of making a final decision. And that's an internal monologue. Greg, you got another one? I do. All right, let's do it. This is uh, Inside the Mind of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I really think for me it's, it's just kind of funny how this op- off season being portrayed in the media. We're all going to miss Devante. I love Devante. You saw the photos on Instagram. That's proof, right? It's real. Mm. <laughs> Sent um, to himself. But uh, I don't know if people really saw the results of uh, the MVP award voting the last two years. One name I didn't see at the top, Devontae Adams. Didn't, even, didn't see him get a vote. Um, but I think kind of people maybe should, should go see those results. The MVP award the last two years. There is one name that's there. It's pretty consistent. It's, uh, it's like I told Goody last year. I, I think I've been pretty incredible. And uh, based on my years... Yeah, I think it'd be nice if everyone out there just recognized it. <laughs> now, if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that inside Aaron Rodgers' brain, there's a lot of 
self congratulations <laughs> self congratulations going on so vindictive i mean he he was it vindictive I, he just i mean it's I more mean, he just, just sort of he needs to look for someone to to push back against and he sees he sees what's out there and this is the closest thing oh people people aren't ranking they're the Packers in their top five offenses are people so worried. Oh, the Packers are going to be really missing Devontae Adams. The Packers are about one man and one man only. <laughs> this will be a good test. They haven't quite stacked that roster in his favor. There are some other quarterbacks that have gotten better um, support this offseason, in my opinion, and one of them is a guy that's about to enter his second year up there in New England. Mm. Well, summer break is here. I'm back home in Jacksonville. Duval. And it feels good. Drinking Natty Lights. Blasting my favorite band, Creed. Taking the pontoon boat out on the lake with Becky, Jughead, and all my other friends. (laughs) We deserve this. I deserve this. I've worked hard on my body game all off season so guys like Craig Rosenblum can make snarky comments at my he won't be able to make snarky comments at my expense this year but hanging out with babes and bros doesn't stop my mind from wandering and at night I forget it I can't sleep I, I can hardly breathe it's all I can think about who is my offensive coordinator <laughs> is it Mr. QB Sneak on 39, Joe Judge? That can't be. Is it Patricia? That Patricia? That guy locked his keys in his car at minicamp. Twice. I know enough by now that it's not appropriate to ask questions or have creative thoughts with my team. But every other quarterback knows who their coach is. Why can't I? It's almost like, hey, stop. What? Coach Belichick? Is that you? (laughs) How could you be in my head? It's impossible. You will do as you're told and take orders from superiors without question. But do you understand? I just, do you understand? Grumble, grumble. Yes, sir. Okay. No more Creed on the pontoon. Only Bon Jovi. Yes, Yes, coach. My life is a nightmare. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's not easy up there on the Patriot way. I mean, it's it's Belichick's nu- next frontier. We, we think we can get inside the mind. He's inside the mind of 90 different men all He's at the same literally time. Inside moder- the minds, though. Monitoring their conversation. He waited a long time to penetrate the mind of Mac Jones till this pivotal moment where there was doubt. It was a big finish. It was a big finish. I think that's one of his skills. Was yeah. His greatest skills in the legendary coaching run is that ability to mind meld. It, it's funny because when I... It, when I hear like Mac Jones's voice inside of his head, for some reason, it's like more like, well, I hope the guys are really going to catch the balls this year. That's weird. <laughs> I just, I don't know why that's, I really got to have fun playing the football with the guys. It sounds I like didn't goofy, know he was from please. Jacksonville. That kind of opened up a whole other world for me. Yeah, I thought you were going. Like that's a. That's a. Vibe. I didn't either. I thought you were going I didn't either, Lawrence for a second there, but then why, why does that open up? Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. He seems like a. Like a sort of southern bro, which is what Jacksonville, I imagine, to be. It's Alabama. 
Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to anybody bro. listening from uh, Duval. But I, I thought he was like a good old boy from, I guess, from Alabama or, or the surrounding area up there. I don't know. Anyway. Life is rich. That in that North Florida, you know, it's very, uh, it's very Southern. Florabama? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've had, I've had a few wild nights at Florabama. Again, how come we didn't get any of these Rosenthal wild nights? You speak about them with such frequency. Did any of them happen post 9-11, Greg? Uh, wait, 9-11? No. No, I, well, I mean, I had some wild nights in my life, but I was out of college and, and there might've been a few trips back there for weddings and, and whatnot, but not, not at Florabama. I mean, are you Florida trying to implicate ba- Greg and no, I'm just saying that most of Greg's wild tales happened from an, an era before, um, even nine 11. It's, it, it, it seems. All right. I just wanted to make sure you weren't registering. Okay, it, it was an important sort of, um, Greg and moment in the country Greg that was Carol like a before be. and after I see where you're yeah. going, but I was out here in Los Angeles at the time Plus, working at hallway pictures, uh, which produced, uh, Johnson's family vacation starring Cedric, the <laughs> entertainer, um, you as, also an have off, to as an in, office assistant in terms of the time space continuum continuum there, Mark, that, if our theory holds true that Greg was born age 32 standing up, does he even know what 9-11 is? Is he just playing along right now? Well, that's a, that's a rich mystery. I'm not, I, I, that's well, a well, question. And they, all these Tulane stories are just part of some um, amazing backstory that I pre-wrote? Yes. All right. That's given me a lot of credit. All right, Mark, finish it Well, up. this is strange because um, we must be linked in, in this exercise to some degree when we're using these powers because I also have a New England Patriot. Um, who is going to be very important to to Mac Jones, and that is first-round pick um, Cole Strange. And when I was um, <laughs> penetrating the mind of Cole Strange, Cole. Uh, it, you know, I kind of spent a lot of time in there trying to figure out, because he was doing something weird. He All of his internal monologues are done in Dear Diary format. That's how he thinks. Um, I don't know if that appeals to Bill Belichick, and that's why they, you know, maybe drafted, overdrafted him, but this is, here we'll go, here we go. Yeah, interesting. Nice setup. Dear Diary, I heard the chuckles when I was drafted. Of course I did. Who's this guy and why is he going 29th overall? The little blogger boys won't be giggling so hard when I grind a Dolphins interior lineman into dust four minutes into week one. (laughs) Those little keyboardists won't know what to say when I make all pro after 17 pristine starts without allowing a single sack of Mac Daddy Jones. My physical body glows like a diamond. This morning, I climbed the mountain located at the edge of my apartment complex, upward and through the hilly regions to where few trees remained. There I encountered a billy goat. It stood frozen, its eyes piercing into mine. Through some hidden power of nature, the goat spoke to me telepathically. Something many humans do not understand, said the beast, its eyes now blazing red, is that your experience here is simply a vision, a dream of sorts, but not in the way that you think of dreams. Is football real, I asked? Not especially, said the goat. Are you real, I asked? Can I answer your question with a question, said the animal? Okay. Would you believe me 
If I said I was your ninth grade girlfriend, Nikki Exxon, in the form of a mountain goat. <laughs> but Nikki Exxon married Chris Traeger. No, that's a false illusion. I am Nikki Exxon, and I am still in love with you, and think about you every day, Cole. I have to go now, I said. I have to lift weights at the facility. Then I walked down the mountain, and got into my truck, and drove to Patriot Place, where strength and conditioning coach Ted Frumpy spotted me on the dumbbell. Mm. Wow. It's, I love that both you and Cole are, are fans of the phrase, my physical body. Um, and um, and I, I feel like um, this is almost a dream for, for you too, Mark, that you would run into um, a, a high school or middle school ex-girlfriend in the form of a goat. Like you, you would love that. I felt connect right. more Just connected to Cole the banks of Lake Happiness. Yeah, I, I think like I, you know, I, I mind the the minds of many NFL players to do this exercise, and his stood out to me. I feel a connected mm. kind of um, brotherhood to him. Knowing think, what we know, you know what we learned minutes earlier. I would be concerned if I'm Cole that Nikki Exxon could potentially be in great danger, as seen as a distraction and one that needed to be muzzled or, I guess industrialized um if goats are being processed <laughs> industrialized <somewhere laughs> people eat people eat some goats some You're goats too uh, Belichick or that or, right. right well or that nikki exxon exxon um potentially is bill belichick um and she's not it's not really nikki well, that's another so level now is he turning into the clown from it where he has the ability <laughs> to take on different forms in a psychological and physical menace i mean it's it's a heavy thing to be belichick and inside all these minds because he he has been opened up to many of the darkest secrets of of the known universe and i hope he can keep his focus as coach knowing what he now knows about nikki and the goat and and everything all the implications <laughs> that it has bill belichick is pennywise it actually <laughs> checks out um all right there you go again anything you heard here try not i know you can't eliminate it entirely from your mind's eye but just try to understand that these were private thoughts yeah and um and to respect them in that sense thank you to everybody yeah and great graver i i think um you know we've, we've done this in the dead of the off season a few times i feel like we need to bring this back on a, a tuesday or a different show uh during the season i think and getting inside their minds during the season i think would be a, a fun That's exercise good. That's good call. Well. gc gc all right, that's it for another week of shows here in the off season. Uh, Greg, you will now head off to Japan. Good luck. To got you. a got a big championship game in the YMCA Bronze League uh, coming up on Saturday first. So, so your coach, you, you sent a text. Your coach, the coach of your son's team, quit like on short notice, and you've been thrust into the role of head coach yes. at the most critical juncture of the season. That's in hindsight, he sort of groomed crazy. me. He needed extra help and was a little uh, inconsistent of with his attendance and had various reasons for it throughout the season. And then he just was gone. Um, and I've had to take over. And um, I don't know how to run a basketball practice. So you're like the Paul Westhead if you watched Winning Time on HBO. Mm. Uh, when I feel like more like the, the Dave McGinnis or... Uh, 
I guess Dan Campbell with the Dolphins would be a, one I would rather be, or Joe Vitt, you know. That, but um, but I'm struggling, and we're in the championship game against a team that uh, is nine and one, and whose coach takes it so seriously, it makes me um, oh, that's upset. the best. Correct. If you upset. could beat if you could beat the team with the coach that takes kids' sports way too seriously, it's so much more rewarding. But we're we're five and five. We're heavy uh, heavy underdogs in this I, one. I, but we look, I don't do want to take the other gentleman to task but what kind of person quits the team as coach just before the championship game why not can you not maybe cap it off with one more contest? monster he left me in a tough spot a couple weeks ago probably didn't think we were going to the championship we've had a nice oh, little so, you, so you've already to, you've to been back to you've orchestrated this playoff run i'm two and one is well, I think that's, the, are you going the games big? the games they take care of there? themselves the practices are some of the longest hours of my life i just feel uh like i don't know what to do are you playing big or what's your rotation going to be? <laughs> well, they're six years old. Uh, you try to give everyone some playing time, but I know the way this guy works. He's not taking his best players out. So uh, I'm definitely doing like a box and one, giving, putting our best uh, defensive player on their one superstar. And just yeah. that's my main innovation, hoping for the best. Is Walker has seen an uptick in playing time since you took over? No, I, I almost overcorrect and like yeah, try to tough, uh, that's a tough try yeah. to do it. But he's he's solid. Like he would be in the middle. Of the, you know, he's he wouldn't be playing the whole game anyways. Like some of the we do have a couple stars. When you um announced this, Graver had some very good ideas for practices and stuff. Would you would you ever consist consider bringing him on as an assistant coach? I would love to. I wish you had sent me those suggestions and I could have had you what, come what to, the, the to the Santa Monica Y uh, on Thursday for the last practice or Wednesday, And uh, but I could have used your help because I looked at that clock and I was like, wait, we got 20 more minutes. What am I going to do now? <laughs> what did you suggest, Graver? Oh, I suggested layup lines, three-man weave, a nice scrimmage. Scrimmage always eats up a scrimmage big Scrimmage is good, <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're Scrimmage is the <laughs> standby in yeah. coaching youth. Yeah teams you got 25 minutes left uh scrimmage how about like a game of game like, of horse kids don't know any better what are the kids the kids to play a game yeah, of horse it, with like fine. you know it's like fine. a ice cream sundays as, as a surprise that that would take 30 <laughs> minutes right it Just sounds know. like you're living kicking and screaming but with basketball instead of soccer which is <laughs> exactly. a great will just know thing. the kids the kids think you know everything it's the parents that you have mm. to win over because they're watching and they're watching closely. Yeah, I feel like I'm letting, like the ones who are genuinely talented, I feel like I'm letting them, their kids down, that they're not really getting any uh, learning. Greg, you've tugged them to the- kids will follow you into hell. You've taken them to the championship game. I don't I don't understand the, like, self, if, you know, you, I, if anything, you can turn to the parents and say, eat it. They should they should <laughs> applaud what you've done. Well, what, one of them could have stepped in. They, they the all coach. seem supportive. They're, they're all nice. Oh. They're, they're Just think about this supportive. too, Mark. Think about- the the big the I'm I'm assuming Greg the coach is a bigger man, he gets angry at something happens in the game. He says something to Greg, you know Greg has a way of saying things back to people. Oh, I won't be shy. I won't be shy um, talking to this. And guy. just imagine what would happen if Greg hits him with a little Greg bomb. And oh, if he if he keeps complaining to the officials and stuff like that, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I think I need to go to this game, game and see see how this. I think this might call for another uh, peacemaker uh, summit. Uh, no, get the coach. I know here. this guy. I haven't said a I haven't said a word in in our matchups, but it's on everyone's radar. Believe me, it's on my. There's radar. always that guy. I know exact without ever having seen or know the man. I know exactly the type. Anyway, all right, that's it. Good luck to you in the championship. Thank you. Thank when you. is it? Saturday morning. All right. Good luck in the championship and uh, 
trip to Japan. And Mark, it'll be you and I uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau on Monday. We got to figure out how we're going to move that relationship forward closer to friendship status. Well, I have full confidence that we do. Each time we meet with him, um, you know, the friendship becomes more intense. And so I, I think that, the, that that is the direction. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, to everybody, for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun. Be safe. Head to Putters and Gutters if you're in the Marble Falls area. And even if you don't, just remember one thing. Heed the call. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.